0: Today, I want to step you through three scenarios about how to scale up your website portfolio business. And if you're just starting out, this is pretty exciting stuff because it's possibilities for down the road. And essentially, it's analyzing or comparing the situation of keeping a portfolio 100% private versus bringing on investors in two different ways to see the outcomes, compare the outcomes. Now, I've done. I've created a whole bunch of spreadsheets and charts and all of that, and I'm not going to read all the numbers because you're just going to shut this sucker down and go do something else, and I don't blame you. I'm going to give you an overview of the outcomes, and then I'm going to give you my comments as to what I think is going on and what I think about it generally. Okay, so if you really want to geek out over the numbers, we've got all the charts set up on a blog post at fatsocksblog.com. It's a blog post called, Should You Turn Your Website Into an Investment Opportunity? to scale growth for mega payoff, okay? So you can go check it out. All right, our three scenarios that I'm going to rip through here without the charts is you're going to sell preferred shares. Okay, I've actually seen people in our industry who are doing this. Selling preferred shares is essentially borrowing money, Basically, what they're doing is they're taking investor money. They're going to promise a, a stated uh, rate of return every year, pay back in some form of dividend, and then at the end of a stipulated time, uh, in in the example I'm going to go through is five years. You're going to pay back the principal that was invested. So uh, the scenario I'm going to use through this is a, going to raise $10 million, the Principles can to be paid back at the end of year five with 12% dividend paid every year. So every year you got to come up with $1.2 million in cash to pay back to the investors. At the end of year five, you're going to come back with the 10 million they invested plus another 1.2 for that dividend. So that's how that's structured. Now, this is an interesting scenario as I'll step through with the, with the summary and the outcome is, is, is completely Actually, kind of blew my mind, frankly. Okay, so and I'll explain why. The second scenario is selling equity, which is basically It's simpler in, in uh, conceptually in that basically you're just giving or selling a percentage of your entire business to either one investor or group investors. So, and the scenario that we use is you selling seventy five percent of the portfolio, keeping twenty five percent. But we're also going to assume that the proceeds that you have, that you as portfolio owner would would net is going to be reinvested in other Website assets and grown there. Okay, so, and I, and I want to make this very clear. The the numbers I'm going to go through and the numbers in the blog are definitely inflated in the sense that most of the money that is earned is reinvested back in. Now I do that in all three scenarios, so it's apples to apples. But realistically, in the real world, money is going to get pulled out for living expenses, for salaries, and all of this. Now. I don't really know how. Let, let's say for me, for example, let's say I sold seventy five percent of my current portfolio. So I've given up control, and but I still need a salary to live on. Like I, I'm not, I'm not even sure how you know who how much salary I'd, I'd be allowed. I mean, I'm going to pull out the amount that I pull up now, or is the the other investor going to say, "Hold on, now, no, we want to reinvest all of it." Uh, Too bad, so sad. You're not getting a salary for five years. I suppose all of this is negotiated beforehand, but that is a big, messy situation, a big reason I'm not interested in doing this. But So for apples to apples sake, I'm assuming... Most of the net income is being reinvested each year, which is going to inflate the ultimate outcome and the valuations in all the scenarios. Okay, and the and the final scenario I go through is just keeping it private. You're not selling. You're not bringing on investors. You just keep it private, doing your thing. So, for each of these scenarios, I gonna I go through three different outcomes: good outcome, bad outcome, and a moderate outcome, and it's based on the growth of the websites over the course of five years. So, here we go. I have set up the scenarios and now I am going to give you the overview because you don't want to listen to me step you through a whole bunch of different charts in this format. If you want to really geek out over the numbers, I have a video on YouTube channel for this and I also have the blog post so you can go check it out. This is just to sort of give you a general idea and something to listen to when you're on a bike ride. I don't know. Here we go, summary scenario. What blew my mind is selling the preferred shares, essentially borrowing money had by far the biggest upside for a good scenario. That means growth, okay? Now, when I talk about growth, the growth numbers I use over the course of 5 years was year 2 15%, year 3 17%, year 4 25%, and year 5 17%. So, this is actually not a grand slam. These are pretty good results, but you could do better if you if you had a really good if you're running your sites well and everything's going well, you could certainly hit bigger numbers than that. But on the flip side, on the pro- on the bad scenario, it wasn't catastrophic. I, year two it was down twenty five percent. Year three, I use the number negative forty percent, which is pretty bad. Year four, minus twenty five percent. Year five, minus ten percent. So it's not catastrophic. It's not like all like you put a scenario and it's like minus seventy five percent drop in year two. Well, that's just gonna wipe everything out. That doesn't really make any sense. That's that's most unlikely. What's more likely is you you're gonna have the twenty to forty or fifty percent drops, and that's about it. And, and that's bad. No, nobody wants that, of course. And then the moderate is a five percent even growth rate throughout the five years. So now that you know what, what sort of outcomes we're talking about, what was interesting is the preferred shares of borrowing money had the biggest upside by far. Now, this is interesting. Um, the, the The starting amount in terms of the value of the portfolio in this case was the uh, br- selling or getting $10 million capital investment into the business and then using that $10 million and going and buying more investment or more web properties, Putting in managers, growing it, building up, and using basically leveraging the ten million, reinvesting the net income every year to keep growing that. And so the the best case scenario or a good scenario for preferred shares was ending up with a portfolio of eighteen million dollars. But here's where it's really interesting, that is after you've paid back the investors the ten million. Okay, so you've borrowed their money, you're gonna pay them all back. They don't get a share of the business. They're simply Lending you money, you end up with a net eighteen million, which which is mind blowing which is really incredible, so that 's the power of borrowing money. but I mean, most people know that I mean a lot of people have bought tons in the past, especially I think it 's harder now, but you could buy stocks, you can buy all sorts of things on margin, which is basically ten percent down, borrowing ninety percent. Loading up on a stock. Well, I mean, if if the stock grows even 20%, you earn so much money because you're basically leveraging all that borrowed money. It's not your money. It's the same with real estate. It's the same with a lot of investments. Well, this is no different. Now, what I also found interesting is that selling equity and just keeping it private uh, didn't really result in any big difference. It turned out to be about the same. But then when I started thinking about it, it makes sense because you know, basically if you're selling, if you're selling the equity, you sell 75%. Let's say uh, the starting portfolio values I use here was $1.8 million. I kind of use my niche site portfolio as just uh, as an example, whether it's worth that or not. I don't know. I'm just sort of spitballing here, but it's got to be in the ballpark there. So 1.8 million starting value based on that and sell 25, uh, 75% would be Get proceeds in my pocket of one point three five million dollars. So okay, well, what 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 am I doing in this scenario? Well, I'm taking that money and I'm reinvesting it into my own another website or a series of websites. So it makes sense that selling the equity and staying private is going to result essentially in the same. Sort of outcome because if you say private, you're going to reinvest that same portfolio income, which are the same numbers. It's going to grow, and so the numbers pretty much were the same. And in a good outcome for both selling equity and staying private, ended up with a little bit with with over twelve million dollar valuation. Now Remember, that's a good scenario. Okay, <laughs> the bad scenario was uh, just under four million for both of them. Now remember, we've reinvested a lot of income. In fact, this scenario reinvests a lot more money than I do back into business every year because I'm living off this stuff. So I'm not able to reinvest every nickel that's coming in. So just keep that in mind. These are inflated numbers. And the moderate outcome was uh, around $9 million for both selling equity and staying private. The other interesting number, which is the preferred shares of selling equity, is a bad (laughs) outcome. When you're leveraging like this, borrowing money, when it goes bad, it goes really bad. You end up with a negative... over $5 million owing. So basically the whole thing is wiped out. It's a disaster. Investors don't get their money back or they don't get all of it back. You end up with nothing. It's a it's a total disaster. So if you're going to borrow money and you're going to leverage it up, you, you, you got to be certain you know what you're doing. And then the moderate outcome was, was $8.5 million, which is a fairly good outcome. So when you're borrowing the money, when things are even going up a little bit, the outcome is going to be very good. If it goes down even a little bit, it's not going to be good at all. So I want to wrap this up with some comments. First off, is everything skewed? These numbers are skewed just because we not paying out salaries to my. If I, if I, if it were me doing all this to myself, or to whoever is, um, you know, executive or project managers and all that, there is definitely got to be accounting for that. As I've already mentioned, as the numbers obviously show, borrowing is the riskiest, but it is also the way to provide the biggest opportunity for the, for by far, the most successful outcome. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying to go out and borrow 10 million bucks because I mean, for me, it would just add a lot of stress that I don't need. I totally get people are into it; they're they're into taking big risks and get the big payoff or go down in flames. That's not that's not me at all. The selling equity option is not an option unless you actually own websites, right? You can't just sell 75% of nothing, right? Whereas the selling preferred shares, it's unlikely, I imagine, but it is possible that you could still get investors to invest in you as a person who may have extensive experience with website portfolios and you want to get started and you could raise a 10 million with actually not owning a website. You go out, you go buy 10 million bucks for the sites, you grow them and everybody's happy. So with preferred shares or borrowing money, you could you might be able to do so without owning websites. If you're going to sell equity, obviously you need a fairly valuable portfolio for it to be worthwhile. Another big exu- assumption here is especially with with the preferred shares and also selling the equity Is the ability to find and buy actually good web assets. All right, we're assuming these are solid web uh, assets. I've also assumed that the net income that is going to be spit out for these is going to be 33%, uh, which is basically uh, based off what the average valuations are, which is basically three years of net income, or I should say three times uh, net income. So that's that's how i've roughly valued it and that's in line with the industry and of course that's assuming it's going to produce a net income and you need to find websites especially if you're spending the 10 mil that investors gave you you need to actually be able to go find 10 million dollars worth of half decent website assets now if you're looking in the ballpark for the you know the 2 to 5 million dollar websites you can spend that money pretty fast and they're out there and there's lots of good websites for sale And the more shrewd you are with negotiations and better deal you can get, obviously the much bigger upside you're going to have. A lot of people do really, really well buying websites for a good price. Okay. And I don't buy enough websites to fully understand what a good price is for a website because I haven't bought a lot of sites where then I've, you know, tried to increase the value of them. I tend to start them from scratch, but the better price you get, obviously you don't want to buy garbage though. At the same time, you can buy a website and ends up not earning anything, going down in flames, so you just threw a lot of money away. So you do need to assume that we're going to be able to spend that ten million dollars in year one, and of course, the selling equity—the one point three five million that you got—you um, would also want to reinvest that in in web assets as well. This is really important. If you're going to offer an investment opportunity, you give up a lot of control, obviously but you're also subject, maybe subject to regulatory bodies. I mean, this is investment scheme. There may be, you know, filings that you have to make to ensure that this isn't just some fly by night rip off operation that people, uh, regulatory bodies want to know what's going on. So you basically are handing over control to, if you give up 75% of your website portfolio, you basically given up control of that portfolio. Now, in terms of borrowing money, you probably do retain a lot more control over how that portfolio is operated. Until, unless you're unable to pay back the stipulated rate of return, there may be mechanisms where those investors are actually going to be able to convert from being essentially a lender into an owner of the site, so or portfolio. So you got to be, you know, it all depends how it's structured. So you could lose control of that. And of course, if you keep it on on your own, keep it private, it's all yours. That's my option right now. I like it. I like having the control. I like being able to do what I want. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I don't want to have to go and ask, well, what can my salary be and and all of that. I like to be able to do what I want to do. A really important aspect of all this, and this this, this is for any type of investing, whether you buy stocks, whether you invest in real estate or whatever, to consistently reinvest proceeds is going to have a huge impact on the outcome. I mean, if you look at the numbers, now I didn't go through the numbers, but if you go to the blog post and you check all the charts and all that, you're going to see that there's a significant amount reinvested each year. And that is a huge contributing factor to the actual fairly large number valuation numbers at the end. If nothing was being reinvested, all the cash was just being sucked out of it, treated as a cash cow, the results wouldn't be anywhere near what they are. And the bad outcomes would be really, really bad. It's important that whether it's your own business now or whether you're working with investors to continually reinvest sufficiently to fuel that growth. I reinvest a fair amount back into my business. I don't need to fortunately need to spend everything that that comes in. I don't reinvest the amount that I've shown in these charts. That basically shows reinvesting almost everything. I don't do that either. But reinvesting is really important to fuel growth, and most important, you're going to need to probably hire people to operate, especially if you do the preferred preferred share mechanism. You're going to bring in if you if you bring in get 10 million bucks to go on a shopping spree for websites. So let's face it, you're going to end up end up with some pretty big sites, and there'll be a lot to manage. And you may end up maybe you opt for the buy a whole bunch of smaller sites. I don't know what your strategy would be, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have more than you can handle. You're gonna to need to have good systems in place. So you probably don't wanna even think about any of this until you know you've 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 gone, you've managed and built up your own sites for some time and actually know what you're doing or you've done it for other people and you've done it successfully. And you're able to hire some good managers to, to jump in and help manage it all because this is a lot of work. Even if you sell the equity and you... re, So you've got one portfolio that's already worth $1.8 million that's presumably under your control still even though you've given up a majority of percentage. And then you're going to take the proceeds of that and reinvest in another website or two. You've now tripled your workload and you're probably better off to hire somebody to help out with that. Somebody who knows what they're doing. So... On the face of it, it's kind of an attractive idea, right? Like there's a reason a lot of companies go public because you can raise an insane amount of capital very, very quickly. You're basically leveraging and taking advantage of all the equity that you built up over the years. But you have to be aware of the downsides. Crunching the numbers like this is really important. In fact, you want to go far more in depth than I have. You definitely want to account for salaries and and all of that. You want to read the, the fine print of any investments you might consider. You know, questions I have because I've never invested in such a scheme. I, I And I've never offered for investment such a scheme, but I mean, who decides what the salaries are? Clearly, people are going to want salaries, especially if they're working on it, right? If I, if I sold a 75% stake, but I'm expected to be the person who's going to continue to manage and run this, well, I'm not going to do it for free. I'd want to be paid, but am I going to get paid the same amount that I'm getting paid now or am I going to have to take a, a lesser salary because, you know… These are things you want to think about and these are things when you give up control are, for me, not optimal, not something I really would want to consider at this time. But it's hard to ignore the potential that you can do and, and expand and grow, scale a portfolio by leveraging money, especially with the preferred share option. I can see why that is an option that people are taking advantage of. Um, in terms of from the investor side, you know, I've seen opportunities with preferred shares up to 15% promised return every year. There have been situations that have gone bad. I think there was, um, I can't even remember the name. I know it's been talked about quite a bit recently. Uh, anyways, that it was a huge, huge operation, but it, I guess it was deemed to be some sort of a Ponzi scheme. So, I mean, yeah, it's probably kind of freaks me out. I'm not really sure I'd want to invest in any of that. But, you know, people are investing in them and promising fairly high rates of return. Now, here's the thing. Here's what you I would want to look for is, I mean, they can guarantee 15% all they want, right? You can guarantee 15% return all you want, but if you ain't got the, ain't got the money, you ain't got the money, right? So you, 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 even as an investor and of course, as the portfolio owner, it's it's got to be, it can't be a guarantee. It has to be like, well, if if it's possible, okay? But of course, that's going to make murky waters as well then too. It's like, well, what is if possible means? It can get very, very messy, but if you make the guarantee essentially, you can end up in a situation if the websites start going down and and suffering losses, you basically got to take on more investments to pay out the original investors because you promised them fifteen percent it becomes a very, very big mess that's how the, that's how these disasters happen, that's how the Madoff thing happened, and many, many others. So I just think the whole thing you want to be very, very careful. Uh, but it is interesting. I think this whole ana- this analysis was pretty interesting. It took me a lot of time. I, I thought it was uh, pretty fun to do. Anyway, I'm I'm going on and on. It's one of these topics that I think this is going to be. Watch out for this. This is going to be something that's going to going to I think become more and more prominent in our industry. I think at the end of the day, whether you in, never invest and whether you never offer your sites as an opportunity for investment, it's exciting because. It's just going to fuel demand for websites, and that's always good if you own websites. Thanks for listening.